And welcome to Quiz in the Herd, Season 1, Episode 16. Uh, I'm here with Rav and Bonesy, and we're going to go over the Bournemouth game, the Lisbon game, and all of the controversies that have come away in the last week or so. Um, there was, we've had a couple of... What was the two... So, was, so we've had two bad VIR decisions go against us. So that was Newcastle, which we covered... And then we had one the following game against Lisbon, um, which we'll get to as well. Uh, so, yeah, how do you want to kick things off? Do you want to start with Lisbon and work to now? Or do you want to start on Bournemouth as it was more recent and fresher in our heads? What do you reckon? Should we end on a high? Should we end on a high or should we start? start uh, I, th- I think we should start with Bournemouth just because the... the it's fresh and the game against Lisbon will lead straight into the preview against Marseille, which is tomorrow night. Um, right. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Rev, your, your initial reactions, your, 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 your brief feelings of, of the, of the game. Um, all right. Let's, let's break it down. How did you feel at half time? Oh, I was, uh, I think a quote from me in the group chat was fuck this club. Because it was it was pretty embarrassing to be honest. Like, um, yeah, we we pretty much played well, I thought, and they, but then suddenly they they got two goals and some of the shittiest defending I've seen from Davison Sanchez. And I think you just can't rotate Dyer out, even though Dyer's been poor for the last couple of weeks. It, he actually added a common presence halfway through the game, but yeah, it was. It was not good. It was not good. When I saw the team selection uh, and the back three that was that was picked to start the game, I, I I'm not sure what group I messaged. It might have been the Coys in the Hood group. It might have been the other one. But I remember saying, "Fuck!" Like that is not making for good reading. That that you know, I, I don't think I even got past the defenders looking at the rest of the team. But I was thinking, "Shit!" Like that is that is going to concede goals. Um, Long lay in, in centre of defence. That was a bit of a strange one, I thought. Um, Davison Sanchez, obviously, we know that he's, you know, he's more than capable of a, a, a fucking clumsy, mistimed challenge or just not being present whatsoever in defence and just decision-making. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it was... I mean, you say you thought the first half we played away. I don't know. Like, I, don't know I, don't, I didn't see that part of the first half we weren't like diabolical I thought we were we had control of the ball um I thought we were we looked like we were on the top on top with the possession and stuff I don't think we should like I don't know it was because it was Bournemouth you can't really tell I just remember thinking we've got a lot of the ball which is weird but we're two nil down so what the fuck basically I thought we looked fucking awful, yeah. to be honest, and I, I I wasn't losing my mind because we've we've been watching it for a long time, and it was like 
yeah, I mean, it's just we're only going to get going in this game if we concede a goal or, in this case, two goals. Uh, it, keep, it keeps happening that way for whatever reason. We start out of the traps pretty pretty flat. Uh, no real kind of penetration, no real movement. The ball's just kind of being rolled sideways and backwards. And it seems to be that the way we're, we're setting up, it doesn't matter who the personnel is, whoever he picks, this is kind of how we're, since Kulisevsky's been out the side, it seems this is how we're, we're, we're approaching games in the first half. And it's, it's, yeah, it's starting to be a problem. Um, but Luke, from, from what you saw and what you, what you kind of saw on social media, uh, the reaction, what, what, what was your feeling after the game? Like, you know, knowing, knowing how it went, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't get to watch the game because I was at work, but um, saw some brief highlights um, and, yeah, I've got to say, poor defending for the goals we conceded. Um, but, I mean, we scrapped it out. I mean, none of the goals we scored were... I mean, Session was a good finish. Um, so hopefully, if he can start finding the back of the net a bit more, that'd be good. Um, but the, the goals were scrappy. Um, but I, I don't mind that. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to say. I mean, maybe a kickstart or something. You know, it shows that we are going to we are willing to go to the end and push right till the final minute. I mean. I know we're going to get onto it later, but we sort of showed that against Lisbon as well. Even though we played really bad, we went till the end and it was only VAR that denied us. So I suppose in that sense, it's encouraging that we are going to keep going. But yeah, the, the slow starts um, and then coming into life. Um, yeah, as you said, it's a problem. Um because even though we control games and if we are going to sit deep and like I said, like I've said before, bore it out and just take, as I've said, take 38 one nil wins. Um, we're, we're not looking potent up front like Kane, Son, the, in the, they're not getting any service. They're not, they're not holding the ball. They're not keeping it. Um, but yeah, three points at the end of the day, and you have got to say, well, well done, well for coming back into it. You know, I think yeah, absolutely. I mean, the positives are there. Um, it, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was punching the air with like joy at the at the win. Actually, my my stream that I was watching kind of died in the last three or four minutes. I didn't see the winning goal. I was just following it on um, Sky Sports app. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't say that I was punching the air with joy at the victory. It was more a case of like, fucking hell, how did we manage that? Um, you know, I was happy with the point. I thought when we, when Sessignon scored, I thought that, yeah, we, we can still get something out of this. Didn't think for a minute we'd win it. Um, but coming back to, you know, the, the, you can, you, you've got to assume that the reason he picked this, the first 11 that he did was because of the game uh, in the Champions League on, on Tuesday night. He's rested a number of players. Which is fair enough. Like it's a big game. Um, we need to minimum get a draw. Uh, you know, a win will make us top of the group, and you know that puts us in good stead going to the next round. But it's a massive risk when we're dropping points in the league to make them kind of wholesale changes for a Premier League away away game as well. 
But um, especially the way we're leaking, go- leaking goals at the moment. Like, I don't know whether you felt that, but I was a bit like, I just thought it was a bit of an unnecessary risk. But yeah, Rab, I don't know like, if you saw it the same way. Well, I've sort of, I've been thinking like, because there's so much football going on, we need to rotate. And and Conte actually doesn't like rotating normally from what we've seen at Chelsea and, and wherever else he's been. Um, and I think, okay, yeah, we've got one eye on the game tomorrow, but I think he's had to, you've he's had to bring in the squad. And I think, I think it's like, it's quite important that we started to look good last year in January and look good yesterday when Bentancourt came on. Because other than that, we, we don't really have any ideas in midfield on how to keep the ball and pass it. And he's been great the last couple of games, definitely. But, um, but yeah, also like, like you, you, the, like Lenglet's new, but the the rest of the back uh, five, if you want to call it that, they, they sort of made the same mistakes under Jose. I mean, Nuno, I mean, who knows what Nuno would have done anyway, but yeah, the same sort of errors where it's just like cut in and, and like, like Sanchez cut that attack out. Don't just go to the floor in the middle of the, the box for no reason. Like the man's behind you, like keep up. Like, um, and I just think maybe that our squad depth is kind of maybe shitter than we think it is. Maybe, I don't know. Cause yeah, we, we have we bring on one player and the dynamic completely changed, I think. Yeah, it did. And it, it did change. Uh I think Session was about to get subbed just just as he scored the the, uh, the the first goal as well, which um, you know, fair play to Conte. He didn't take him off, he left he left him on for a bit. He actually switched switched him over to the right hand side, didn't he? He actually looks yeah. all right at the right hand side, to be fair, look better than uh Royale. And we'll get to Emerson Royale. He's getting a hell of a lot of heat on the back of that game. Uh but yeah, as you said, the the, the, ch- the changes that were made were, you know, it was clear immediately that Bournemouth couldn't cope with the the, the changes that uh, we made in in Bentacore, uh, Mora and Dyer, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Dyer was like the, the the outside right centre back, and he got in a good cross in Paris. Did as well come on, didn't he? I think yeah, eventually he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Paris has got an assist as well, didn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah, it just, it just, I don't know, like, for me, it's like, I don't want to see us resting all them players. I mean, I know that we come back and won it, but that, that, that almost never happens like that when you go 2-0 down away from home, do you know what I mean? You might, you might nick something in in that. <laughs> I mean, what, what minute was it we went 2-0 down? Uh, it, it, was, it was quite early in the second half. I think it was in the 50s, wasn't it? It was in the, I'm yeah, sure it was in like 54 or something like that. And they just—I mean, it was a good goal. The cross was was from Smith. Was was a fucking. It was a. It was such a good cross. There was so much whip on it, and the header was unreal. Like how he's managed to get his head in between the two players. But I remember thinking when the ball's the ball's going to back in, Larice could have done nothing about it. Uh, mm-hmm. But both our defenders just ended up on the floor. They just tripped. I think Sanchez tripped over Emerson, and they just both on the floor looking at each other, shaking their heads and yeah. waving their hands at each other. And I was just like, you, you, you just got bullies. Both of you just just got. <laughs> your positioning wrong, and do you know what I mean? Oh, it was it was pretty lame. And and Smith, we let Smith go in what like twenty eleven or whenever twenty fourteen. I mean, I know and he I was. Think, I know he's Spurs, but I, I don't ever remember seeing him in a Spurs shirt. I, I don't think he played. But that's that that cross was better than any cross that fucking Royale or 
or anyone else is put in apart from maybe Perisic. So Real's like, get Real's getting a lot. Yeah, yeah. Real's getting a lot of heat on the back of this game. He does most games, to be fair, and um, probably quite rightly now. A lot, a lot of heat towards his ability to make the right runs at the right time, passes, crossing. I think everything that you know a wing back is expected to do, he's not doing. Um, where, where was he playing? Where was he playing in, on right wing Saturday? Back. Wing he was back. right wing back. Because yeah. what I noticed on the on on that goal for the header. He was drawn. He was like he was out of position, or our whole back line was out of position because not no. He's not normally that covering that far across the six yard box, is he? So that says to me that, that we got our positioning wrong. Well, and I it think, should have been. Yeah, I think we were pulled over to the to the right hand side because that's where they were. They were kind of playing around. I think there was a, a ball went into one of their attackers. I don't know if it's Taverna or whoever it was, and he kind of rolled it into Smith. And I think everyone was pulled over to the right hand side. And it left, yeah. But again, it shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. You shouldn't be get. You shouldn't be getting like. It was a good header, and he had a good game that more. He, he actually, you know, his first goal was pretty good. To be fair, he took it really well. He didn't take a touch. Just, just a really great finish, to be honest. Um, and I think I, I don't know. For me, I think they deserved. I don't, maybe not deserved to be two up, but they definitely deserved the lead when they took it. I thought like they were playing all right. I don't think we. I thought we was really passive. Usual kind of coming out the blocks a bit slower and a bit. A bit, you know, just not really trying to make anything happen with any kind of quick movement or passing. Um, but yeah, look, the positives are that you know Bentacore for me, he, he's the difference in that team when he plays and he's playing well. We tick differently. Uh, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, and it was he looked the same in the second half for uh, for Lisbon the other day, and, and and a lot of games this season when he's playing well, we play well because his ability on the ball is. A lot, a lot better. He's, you know, he's a, he's good with the ball at his feet. He can beat a man, and he can change the direction of the flow of the, of the midfield and where and where it's moving to, just with you know the ability. I think there was a, there was a bit of footage that Spurs, the Spurs admin posted of in that game where he he kind of nutmegged a player, took it on, and then turned another player, then played a crossfield pass, and it started an attack on the other. And it was just a. A quick bit of thinking from him and just a bit of quality that you know a lot of our midfielders don't have. And um yeah, it sets an attack up. It's that that we've we've missed, do you know what I mean? Since we've had the likes of Dembele and even Ericsson, just you know, it was the ability to kind of the vision to see that uh, that opening and make it and make it happen. Um but yeah, like on that note, I was gonna say Rev, who was your who's your man of the match in that game? So it's only going to be him, really. Like I don't think you can give it to anyone else because he changed the game when he came on. Like so, Rodrigo Bentancur. Any notable mentions? Uh, I mean, again, it was hard. It's hard to tell because that the, that comeback victory sort of again, as you were saying, like you, I wasn't really fist pumping. I was just like, "How have we done it?" Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it I papers really... over the cracks, doesn't it? Again. It does paper over the cracks. Well, I had I had a positive stat actually. Um, so since the start of last season, Spurs have scored more 90th minute winners away from home than anyone else in the Premier League with four. The next place one has two, and I mean a lot. I mean I remember the Leicester one like most clearly. Hopefully that can turn around our fortunes and we can push on from that. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, notable mentions. I just, yeah, Sessignon, good goal, but I thought he was pretty bad in the game. I don't know where to start really with that question. It's true though, isn't it? I, I, I was thinking when I was putting the runner with the game, I was thinking like other than Bentacor, who played what, for 30 minutes, if that, it, I think it was about half an hour he played. I don't really, there was no one really that stood out in the game. Um, yeah. It's, it's that, it's that, 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 that's the difference between us winning games and not winning games, and it looks like Bentacor at the moment is the difference. If he plays well, we, you know, we we can get on the get on the get him on the ball and make things happen. Um, Harry Kane was interviewed by the BBC, and he said that what was it he said? He, it was something like, um, "Yeah, the reason the reason we're, we're playing better is because when we're when we're losing two 0 is because it's kind of like we've got nothing to lose now. We can just throw everything at it and." And you know we can try be a bit more daring because there's there's nothing there's nothing to lose and I think that that's a bit of a fucking mad thing for you know someone of his quality and you know his experience to be saying that it, it, they're only they're, they're only going to start playing the way they play when they're when they're losing. I mean that's obvious. You're gonna you're gonna throw the kitchen sink at it when 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 there's nothing to lose. That's that's you're obviously going to do that. But it's a weird. It almost that almost says to me that they're they're lacking confidence. Well, I um I read the uh, the Alistair Gold match report, and he said that he could, or someone whoever was watching the game said he could hear Conte saying, "Move it faster to Ben Davies and and Sanchez, and like try and play it a bit quicker." And I remember under Jose we had a similar thing where it was like, um, like Kane came out to the press and said, "We're not." The manager hasn't asked us to play defensively. We just can't help it. And I just think maybe because no one trusts the defence, maybe there's an element of we can't really go quick and um, focus on our attack because the defenders that we've had and had for ages as well, when Romero's out, they're, they're, you can't trust them. So we, we kind of don't know whether to go forward or whether to sit back. Um, our attack is obviously suffering from it. And then one mistake happens because we're all, all over the place and then all hell breaks loose pretty much. So I'm, I'm just thinking like, I don't think, the, I, I think Conte said in this press conference as well, he's he's asking them to attack more. He's asking them to move the ball quicker. We just don't seem to be able to. And I think it just starts at the back at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, we we haven't got a lot of ball playing defenders that are, you know, Romero's obviously very good. Longley is supposed to be that player as well. I mean, we've not seen much of it, but maybe that's just him acclimatising to the Premier League. He's getting plenty of minutes, though. Him and, him and Davis are kind of getting a, a fair a fair crack at a whip at the moment. Um, but yeah, why, why, I'm going to fire this one at Luke because it's not really too, like, relative to the, to the, um, Bournemouth game. It's more, more all of our performances this season where we've been a bit flat, and we don't tend to come out of blocks until the second half or when we go down. So, what, Bonesy? Why do you think like we're we're playing so flat in the first half? What and the first half of games, or or until we 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 go a goal behind? Um, I mean that is, I mean yeah, it's a it's a tough one to answer. Um, one thing that I've noticed, I don't know whether you guys have noticed it that Dia takes so long on the ball, it'll take one touch, it'll take two, it'll take three, it'll take four, it'll take it'll take like a dozen touches, it'll pass it sideways and get the ball straight back. It's oh, I mean it, it, yeah. I mean the 
it is hard because we have lost that fluency. Um, but the best, and it's like we we want to control the game. So sometimes having possession, oh yeah, we're in control of the game, but we're still moving the ball slowly. I mean, one of the best ways to quicken up the football is just play one and two touch part like passes. Doesn't matter what position you're in, you either you get it, you take a touch, you pass it, you get it, you take, and then hopefully then it then brings other players in because if you know your colleagues only got your teammates only got two touches, you've then got to get in a position and make a bit of space for him and make an angle to receive it, and it just quickens everything up. It just adds that little bit of, do you know what I mean to it? Yeah, we we take too many touches on the ball without moving it and we're flat-footed. It's allowing the opposition to get set, isn't it? You know, when you're when you're taking too long with, with your approach play, whether you're coming out of defence, whether you're in midfield, whether you're a f- fucking winger, if you're dilly-dallying with a ball and, you know, Emerson, to, we, it ain't just Emerson, but if you watch down the left-hand side, Sessegnon, whoever it is, Perisic, they're looking to get the ball in as quick as possible, aren't they? Mm. They're getting a ball, even if it's tight, they're going to try and get that cross off and it might go for a corner and, you know, obviously we'll get onto that how many corners we actually had in the game, but they're always trying to get the ball in really quickly. Unsell the defenders, you know, make the goalkeeper, you know, second guess his positioning or anything to just kind of unhinge the defence a little bit. But on the right-hand side, it's a touch, it's a pass, it's a pass, it's a pass, it's a pass. It cuts inside and then eventually someone will put a cross in. But by that point, the defence is, you know, the Bournemouth's defence is set. They've got they've, they've got time to look around, see who's around them, Kane's there, Son's there, whoever's got, he's, he's, he's hanging around the back post. And they get themselves set and they even nod it out because, you know, no one's really got a good, decent cross on them on that, on that side. Or it just gets lumped over and goes out for a throw-in. I mean, how many times have we seen that as well from like Emerson and whoever on that side? It's, it just goes out for, for, for a throw and you end up seeing Sessignon sprinting across the pitch to try and keep it in. I mean, it just, I, I don't know about you, but that, that's happened quite a lot. And I, think, uh, I mean, go on. Oh, sorry. another consequence of that is Kane and Son are, are dropping deeper and deeper to get the ball because they're not getting it. Mm. And when we actually do finally do cross it in, no one's in there. But I've noticed that quite a bit as well, and it's just, yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? I mean, to to add on what I was saying as well, is I mean, if you look at our players, how many of them have actually got the the ability to take a man on, like using a bit of skill and a bit of a touch? I mean, you could say Kane, yep, Bentoncourt, yep, Kulusevski, yep. Son doesn't really he will beat someone with pace. It's not, it's not skill, if you know what I mean. He will get the ball and it'd be one and two, like a quick bang, bang. And he's looking to beat you with pace. And a lot of our players look to beat, I feel they look to beat players with pace rather than skill. That's why we miss Kulu so much because he could, he had a bit of both. He had pace, but he's got that trickery in his locker where he can take a man on from like a standing position and that's another reason why I'd like to see Gill involved a bit more because he's that tricky player that can beat a man and then open the game up. Conte came out after the um, after the uh, Lisbon game and said about Hill that you know he's very good, but he's not strong enough yet, uh, which is a bit concerning. Um, well, it's concerning for him to hear his manager say that he's not strong enough, um, but he sees him in training, so he must know that he's he's got he's got the ability to. 
in training, you know, got no one's no one's flying in with like mad challenges and stuff. I'm sure they're not trying to injure each other, but with that in mind, you must know that in the Premier League, someone, some horrible cunt will just just go straight through him and send him into send him into the stands. Uh, but no, I agree. I think uh, Gill. We said it last week. I think Gill would be a a good you know a good make weight for the our attack when we're playing a three. Um, well, that being said, I thought I thought uh, Moore looked alright when he came on against Bournemouth. I thought he was. He looked more of a footballer trying to make things happen rather than just getting the ball and running aimlessly at the defence until someone takes over him. He was actually doing some good things, which was good. So hopefully that's that's something that we can, you know, we can we can use him a bit more in the next few games because according to uh, a few of the socials, um, I think I think Kulu and Romero and someone else weren't training today. Do you know who the third one was? It's Richarlison. The Charleston, yeah. So they're still not ready. Uh, well, you know, they they're not training today. So whether they're available for tomorrow night's game against Lisbon, we'll, we'll, we remain to be seen. But um, yeah, so looking at the uh, looking at the socials, like we've got a few. Uh, have you got any stats, Rab? That are, any cool stats that might put us in a yeah? Because you said you had that positive stat earlier. Have you got any more stats that creeping around? Find any? I can interesting find interesting ones. Not I, really. I saw one. I think they put it on match of the day, and it was our first half performance against our second half performance, and it was just the usual stats of possession, chances created, shots, shots on target, blah blah blah. And it was like a vast contrast. It was so like polarized, like and how different it was compared to each half. Uh, you got to kind of think like that's do we need to go one 0 down to play good, some good football? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I did actually try to find anything like that, but it's it's just again, it's it's almost like we're trying to just get to the World Cup and limp there as and everyone's like, everyone's in the just, same boat. Everyone's trying to get to the World Cup, but like, how do, how does Conte get their man to be horny about you know as as we said in the in the I, don't, I can't remember what game it was. I think it was the Lisbon game when we said our oh, run hate kill. That's all I want to see from the footballers: run, hate, kill. And uh, how does he get them to do that without conceding? How does, he, how does he make them come out for, like for war? Like they, they come out and, and be ready for war. Like he always talks about a sporting war and being ready to fight and ready to battle, but they don't really look look like they they're coming out they look like, like they're coming out of you know tickle each other, have a tickling competition. <laughs> don't they? That's that's what it looks like. I mean, don't you see like parallels to like last season of when he? I mean, can you remember that period, that run we went on when it was like win, lose, draw, win, lose, draw, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. I, I can see parallel. I mean, and we're doing better this season. The football, football not might not be as good, and we've lost a little bit of patience. But I honestly think he's keeping us. He's keeping energy in reserve. And I think you'll see a different us in in the new year. I think it's going to be attack, attack, attack. You might you'll be see right. That flu- you'll see that fluency for the final, like for the back, um, the home stretch. I think you see a bit more of that. Well, apparently, Christmas. apparently, if you believe the shit on social media, Levy is greenlit bankrolling free transfers in January. Uh, so you know, we spoke about it last last week. What what positions we would like to see bolstered. Um, but what players if we've got three players like realistic players that we could bring in 
like who would who would you want Paratici to be looking at? What players? Rest. Mm. So if we're talking like realistic, like I think you can you can fantasize a little bit, man. I'm happy for you to, you know, what's your greatest well, fantasy? Well, like I don't. <laughs> I don't Two I think because someone on the white. Um, I think Zaha's on a free at the end of the year. I don't know if that's a, a good signing or not, but I think his trickery and you know, unpredictability might be might be beneficial. Um, I think we need to get a right wing back in and a centre back in. Uh, I don't even know who though. Like <laughs> this, uh, I don't. I can't even think of a right wing back we can get. Uh, I thought that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think I still think Spence should be getting a look in. To be honest, uh, yeah, but yeah, how he's not now. Yeah, I, I I don't know what he has to do to get a go. Really, I saw uh, some I saw some links. We were linked with Bastoni again. I saw we were linked with Locatelli at uh, Juventus. Um, again, I'm not sure. I mean, he's more of a kind of deep line midfielder, isn't he? I don't think he's an attacking yeah. midfielder. Um, he's definitely not a winger. Um, we're more than likely going to be linked with Zaniolo again because uh, we Absolutely. just get we just get linked with him every fucking chance of window. Uh, I saw Hoddle playing Madison. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, for him. it's a bit. It's again, it's, it's it's kind of lazy journalism in a way. I mean, Hoddle, you know, he's, he wants to see a creative player in it. He, he wants to see a player in the mold of himself at Spurs because that's what he thinks we lack, and he's right. We do like that, but if Conte, Conte clearly doesn't want that kind of player. When he had when yeah. he was at Inter, he didn't he didn't he didn't deploy Ericsson in in the Ericsson's preferred role. He played him in a deeper role. It was more of a kind of doing more of like a kind of Pirlo kind of just pinging it around, moving the play quickly. Yeah. Uh, so Bonesy, what what are you what are you thinking? Free transfers, semi realistic, semi fantasy. Like if you can you can you can you can go as mad as you want with. I mean, with the lack of creativity that we are suffering from at the moment. We need, I'd say, if we could get, I've actually come round to like maybe a James Madison type player. He's good on the ball. Um, technically, he's pretty good. I I think I'd sacrifice one of the wing backs, not the centre-halves. I think we need a centre-half. I think that's, for me, that's a priority. We need someone who's as good as Romero in there um, because we play too slow out from the back. And, yeah, I think there is – we're not, um, as we've said before, we look – we uh, the rest of the players don't look like they've got confidence in the defence. So a creative midfielder or someone – I mean, Conte saying Gill's not strong enough, but we need someone who is – technically good on the ball and could beat a man. Just beat someone that can beat the first man and lay the ball off quick. That's that's why I said Zaha, because I just think he's that's all he's got really. But I think that would be good in a better team, maybe, but only because he's also out of contract in the summer, I think. But someone like someone who's got that sort of skill set is what we really need and a bit of pace as well, I think. Because like Oli Son's pace too. I well, think. the World Cup's going to be a good showcase to see if the what you know. The, you always get some unknown entities kind of emerge um, in the in the World Cup. So, but we yeah. sign them and they usually fail, don't they? 
Yeah, I remember like what was it, Malenko Simovic, man. He was he was all right for Slo- I think Slovenia or Slovakia, whichever whichever one it was. Um and he was toilet and he'll only be ever be remembered for that unbelievable miss that he did from about I think the ball was on the line, wasn't it? it? It was more or less on the goal line and he still managed to put it over the bar. Oh, my front door's ringing. Trick or treaters. Um uh, so who who else then? looked good in a major tournament and we signed them and then they ended up being complete pish. I think the, the Brazilian Paulinho, man, like I, I don't, I, all I can think of him was that shot against Burnley where he just shot it completely wide and I think that was the last time we ever saw him but he was hyper that international whatever trophy it was. I remember being guessed about Paulinho. I've never watched him play. I just got on the hype train. I was, chew- was Brazilian. I was chew- I was fully choo chewing on the hype train. <laughs> was was Helder Postiga one as well? I think did he do well at a tournament? And we were like, "Yep, I'll take you." I no, like- was quite. He was quite young at the time, but I think he was still doing bits of Porto. But yeah, I don't know if he'd done anything. But uh, uh, Bonesy, what player have you gone choo choo on the hype train? Even though you'd never seen him play. They'd never seen anything about him, but you just got hyped just because the hype train got you. Um, I can't think. Um, <laughs> there must be every player. I think of every players we signed, and how many times have you actually watched any of these players? I mean, I could. I think there's obvious ones like yeah, Van der Vaart. We know about Van der Vaart. We signed him, but. There must be some. I think Polino is a perfect example of no one. No one had watched Polino play football, man. No one had seen him play football, but everyone was guessed about signing him. Yeah, I remember that. Well, uh, I mean, it wasn't a world tournament, but Dos Santos was one that was called the next Ronaldinho, and I always thought he yeah. was going to be the one on that yeah, train. Yeah, I was on that train. I was choo chewing on that train. Yep, yeah, absolutely was. We're just trying to think of some more. There's got there's, there's got to be hundreds of pish players that we've signed. We've done this already, man. We've covered this, but how many of them did we get behind? Fully, fully believe that they were going to be the next big thing. I Soldado, had... yeah, Soldado. Yeah, but we'd seen we'd seen him do bits in Spain. You know what I mean? He had been pretty prolific at, uh, at Valencia. Like it's, that's a, I still feel a bit harsh for Soldado. I think he was unlucky. Your silence says that you think otherwise. You think you should, yeah. No, no, I, I always I always backed him. We just didn't play to his strengths. All right, well, we're spiraling a little bit off of the, the main mm. the main thing here. So yeah, looking at the socials, um I didn't I didn't look at too much after we won because you know I think everyone's kind of feelings were of yeah, wicked. We've won. How have we got three points? I think that's more or less more or less what everyone was feeling. But it was quite interesting to see the socials at 2-0 down. Um, obviously, Rav himself, what did you say? Fuck this club. Yeah. I was, I was just, I just couldn't believe it. It was just more uh, embarrassment. But yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the, uh, that was pretty much what everyone was saying. That was the feeling. Um, so one guy said, this is the 82 club, whoever that is. And he's replying to Spurs' official Twitter account when they've said, the hosts the host have doubled their lead. Um, if any of you think we can score three goals to come back, 
then you need to give your head a wobble. And then obviously, you know, we did. And then someone said on the back of that, um, sack him tonight. I assume they're talking about Conte there. He needs to go. Boring games. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I want two chilling. Wow. You know what I mean? Another but, manager. But yeah, just going going through, I mean, it was pretty much a lot of that kind of stuff. I mean, if you go on social media and you and you post them reactionary posts, they're normally going to be emotional responses, aren't they? Like knee-jerk emotional yeah. ones. Most most people don't most people don't do that. You know, there's only a handful of us in society. I mean, everyone's got social media, but it's only a handful that actually feel the need to throw their emotions out there immediately after anything happens in a football match. Um, but a lot of them are saying a lot of it was Conte out. A lot of it. Like, I was shocked by how many people were saying it. Even, you know, I, I, no, no one's happy at being 2-0 down. But, yeah, come on, man. What the fuck are you talking about? My, my mate's a, a Liverpool fan, and he was, he was more confident. He was actually pretty sure we were going to come back and win it. And... I guess he's a neutral in this. Um, so I think when you just you support the club, you're just you're kind of in and amongst it. So you, the negatives are far more prominent, I guess. But um, but yeah, I don't really get. Like, I guess people would like to be entertained and lose games, like the opposite of Luke's philosophy. Like, and I think yeah, maybe. Maybe like if we had like a Pochettino didn't win anything, more people would be comfortable with that because still can't really believe that people are calling out for Conte. I don't get it. I really don't understand it. You know, Liverpool weren't great when they first got Klopp. Um, you know, Guardiola didn't didn't turn Man City into a, a, a trophy winning machine for for about a year and a half. He was there for a while before they started properly buying into his kind of philosophy. Um, but yeah, Liverpool were shy at Klopp's first season a bit. You know what I mean? Maybe in the first couple of years, like they weren't particularly good. But then he got the players he wanted. He got the asthma pumps that he, you know, on on whatever lead time they had him on a year lead time. But he finally they finally got delivered, and the rest is history. Um, but it looks like their asthma pumps are, are needing a needing a bit of a refill at the moment, doesn't it? There's supply issues, like everything else in the world at the moment. Yeah, it, it, it smacks of something there. That there's, there's a supply issue coming out of Ukraine, maybe. Maybe that's where they're manufactured. There was a rumour of that. Or also, we've got um, we've got that we've got the World Cup coming up, and they know that they're going to be tested vigorously, so players can't risk it. Well, there, there, there is that. That is that's a good point, actually. Being that is a very good point. I wonder if anyone's even ever even even looked even looked at that. I mean, it's all it's all rumours and conjecture anyway with this asthma pump stuff. But it's you know it seems to have a bit of well, I don't know if there's any truth in it, but it seems to it gathered it's gathered a bit of pace over the last couple of years, isn't it? Yeah. Whoever started the ball yeah. rolling on it, it's actually it's snowballed into something where people genuinely believe there is some sort of. But there are, there are these asthma pumps that do allow you to take in more oxygen. That's, how, that's basically yeah. what they're designed for. That's so your yeah. your the, the the blood bits in your lungs, or I forget the name. I'm not a man of science, but they take on more oxygen when you have these when you breathe in these whatever the drugs are in in the pumps. Capi capi capi. You, oh, I'm not capi- going to trans. Capillary capillaries. Yes, I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> yeah. So, again, um, 
Yeah, Liverpool lost, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And and Chelsea lost as well. So I mean that's that's good. The teams around us are dropping points. Uh, and it may not get on the weekend. They won uh, one nil. That's West Ham. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. I mean, I can beat them all day long. Um, but yeah, again, um, as I was going to say, going back to the socials, it was more or less Conte out was the was the vibe. Um, a lot of people kind of talking about not wanting to watch Spurs anymore, not support Spurs. It was a lot of that stuff. I mean, I have to think that some of it's just like troll fans. Like you get a lot of that, just just trying to get a reaction out of other Spurs fans. And I think I think all clubs have to have to deal with that to a certain degree. There's a lot of there's a lot of bots. There's a lot of trolls. Um, but, you know, some of them must be legit accounts from real people and their their feelings. Um, well, I think a lot a lot of people joined the bandwagon under Poch when the times were good and they didn't realise what Spurs is. Um, no, it, that's probably why, yeah. For the fun times forever, but yeah, it's it's not. Um, but this is this isn't this isn't bad times. Like this isn't this isn't anything like bad times. I don't, I, no. people have like you say must be new fans that you know weren't around. Kind of, I mean, it's been bad times since my you know, I mean, Ramos's second season was particularly bad uh, until Harry took over. You know, Tim Sherwin's bit was was pretty shite again. But again, they weren't as bad as like the nineties. Like the nineties were very bad to be a Spurs supporter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, re- I don't really remember the eighties uh, too much. Um, I can vaguely remember like Chris Waddle and like Gazza and stuff like that at the back end of the eighties and Lineker. But nineties is what I, I, I grew up watching, and when. We, I don't know how, but how, how that was when I fell in love with Spurs, and that's how I became a like, you know a, a Spurs supporter through the years that we were probably the shittest in the history that I've supported them. They were bad times, so these youngsters. I mean, I don't know how young they are, but I, you look at the, you look at some of them. They they, they are you know early twenties, maybe even like late teens, and these are the ones that are crying out for Conte to get sacked. I think you. I think you've got that definitely. But also as well, I think a problem, like I'd imagine there's maybe a few elders that maybe um, feel the same. The elders ticket, of Tottenham. Ticket prices and, do you know what I mean? Season ticket holders, they're going to the games and they're paying, I mean, we're one of the most expensive clubs in the world, didn't we, to go and watch a game at. And, yeah. When there's money behind it, yeah, that's probably why they're a bit aggrieved because every week they're laying out like 80, 90 quid just for a ticket plus food and a few beers and stuff like that. It's an expensive day out, isn't it? Yeah, you get your nine and noodle, your, your pint of beaver town and all of a sudden it's like you're looking at a one gone. Yeah. And it's, if the football was a bit better and probably if Arsenal weren't doing this well, I think there'd be less of it, to be honest. And <laughs> That I is it. It's a massive issue. Yeah, everyone needs to get over the whole Arsenal thing. Just let them do their thing, and it'll be even it'll be even more hilarious when they capitulate and they inevitably will. Um, and again, yeah. I'll say, I was going to say, I'll say it again. I mean, yeah, the results could go if games in hand go against us, then we'll slip down the table. But at the moment, we're third in the league. Do you know what I mean? Like. Keep keep in and amongst it till Christmas, then in the new year, see what happens. 
that was always Fergie's mantra, weren't it? It's all, it's all right as long as you're winning games. It's all right as long as you're winning games. But you know, recently we've we've got an out of jail free card with Bournemouth. Uh, we've used that. I don't think we're going to see that too many times this this season. Them kind of comebacks. It was like it was almost as miraculous as the one against Leicester last year, where we scored two in a space of however many minutes and beat them. Um, but you know that was a bit of a turning point for us last year that mm. game against Leicester. Um, yeah, and it kind of galvanised us, galvanised us a little bit. I remember a, a similar game a few years back. Uh, we were playing Swansea, and I think we were like one nil down, and we ended up winning three one in the last fucking like four or five minutes we ended up scoring three goals and it kind of gal- yeah. and I think up until that point in the league as well we hadn't quite clicked yet I think we were getting points we're doing all right and then I think we went on a mad run from that point I think it it, it might have even been one of the seasons where we found ourselves our way into a, a title race yeah um yeah. I think it might have been I'm not sure I think it probably was because we you know we I think we finished like second third I think we might finish second twice, didn't we? Or second once, the third twice. It was something like that. But you know, we yeah. had we had some really yeah. good, some really good uh, seasons, some really good spells, and that was the game that galvanised us. Swansea game, and I think last year it was Leicester, and we went on a good run on the back of that. I might be wrong. Someone will probably pull me up and just say actually we'd lost our next two games or something. <laughs> but hopefully this will be the game that that you know spurred us on a little bit. Um, allow the pun, um, and we'll. Um, We'll start getting some results. The next game is going to be hard. Liverpool are losing, dropping points left, right and centre. We don't have a good record against them in recent years. Um, although, they did, you know, we got we got two draws against them last year. Um, yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, I think a good result against them. I think we're, we're, we're on a good run of, uh, of, of matches. I think we've got Nottingham Forest. I think we've got Leeds. I think then it's the World Cup, isn't it? I think it's yeah. I think it's Liverpool and Leeds, and I think that's it. And Forest in the and cup. Forest, and then yeah. yeah. And I think the Champions, Champions <laughs> yeah, League game tomorrow, and that's it. And that's World Cup, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we get wow. some we get that's some it. points on the board. And as Luke said, and as he said many times, we're third in the fucking league. That's um, that's Luke's kind of response to everything. We're third in the fucking league, um, and when we're fourth in the league, we'll be fourth in the fucking league. So and we uh, we haven't even started playing well yet. Exactly. So we're we turning it in a positive, and we did win the game. Remember, let's not let's not be too yeah. negative. I do I feel like I sound a bit fucking morbid, like, but it is just because I've drunk some horrible green shit that's supposed to make me um, like detox my kidneys and shit because I was on the piss all weekend. Um, so yeah, looking at the again, it was a week, nearly a week ago, so I don't want to go too hard into uh, sporting Lisbon, but I think we should probably look at you know. We've, we've spoke about starting the games a bit flat and then wait until we have to play and have to find a goal to, to be um, to, to show some sort of urgency and moving the ball around. We've, we've covered that. So let's just talk about the, uh, the disallowed disallowed goal at the end. Bonesy, what, what are you saying? Is what, what, what actually happened there? Like what, what happened and why was it disallowed? Well, apparently it was disallowed because Kane was, when Emerson heads the ball, Kane is in front of the ball. Um, I, yeah, that whole, um, whole uh, Emerson headed it back. Apparently that, the laws of the game, that doesn't matter. Um, 
the fact that it hit the defender and ricocheted into Kane's path. Apparently, it's got to be a deliberate play on the ball. I think that's a fucking nonsense if that's part of the rules. Um, but I mean, I don't know how they. Defender how they... was the defender was positioned there, not 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 by accident. He didn't accidentally yeah. find himself and teleport into a bit into that position. He made his way towards the ball. Yeah. So if the ball hits him, it's because he's playing a football match as a footballer, and he was trying to play football. Yeah. How yeah. could it, how could it be an accidental? He was there as a defender. I mean, but these, then, are, these are weird rules that they come up with. But then you get into that um, that whole debate about interfering with play. I mean, it should be if you're offside, you're offside. If you're on the pitch, you're fucking interfering with play. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, That's my point. But they'll get they'll, there'll be a point soon. It's like when they go through the VR, they'll be like, "Oh, was his eyes open when he made that challenge?" Just like what. <laughs> But was his eyes open when he made the challenge? No, no, they were closed, actually. As as he connected with the player's fucking neck, his eyes were closed. Oh, he couldn't have known too much about it then because his eyes were closed. It's nonsense. Yeah. They're finding any way to find a technicality in, in games. It's just It seems just to somehow make it a bit controversial and have talking and, points to, to, um, and, and keep things polarised and divisive. And do you not? I don't know. That's that's how I see it. It's, it was it was bollocks. The, the more you look at the, that different that camera angle that was released, yeah. The more you think like, there's no way they didn't have access to that camera angle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean one one thing as well. I thought the because um, I think we were talking about it after after that happened last week that during the World Cup they're doing this augmented VAR like AI VAR. That's meant to be a lot more accurate. Apparently, they've got that in play in the Champions League. I didn't know Sounds that. Sounds like a fucking nightmare waiting to happen. Artificial intelligence, VAR. I mean, so what happens when they get it wrong and it's com- completely wrong? So, I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be. There's got to be a, an element of human kind of interaction with it. It can't just be left to fucking Cyberdyne systems to make it fucking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Miles, Miles Benedison's fucking <laughs> is the assistant to the fucking artificial intelligence man. We've all seen how it goes, man. Yeah, we've all yeah. seen how it goes. It's been but, covered. I mean, it, it's set up perfectly for because they were looking to disallow it. I think because it's set up perfectly for a bit of drama on the end of the group stage. Now everyone's yeah. going to be looking at us. It's going to everyone's going to be looking at the Champions League, and um, it, it's it, yeah, like yeah. They had so uh, I think Luke's right. I think they did have that system in place anyway. So that AI got it completely wrong because it, it, it flagged that but Kane the, was offside. And it, it, yeah, but the fact that they, I mean, how many how many looks did we get? We got a split. We got a second look at that decision through the whole four and a half minutes or whatever it was that they took looking at it, and it always I. I I always smell a rat when they don't show you it and they don't show the, them drawing the lines and the different angles and well, the, they don't do the that running. in the Champions League, do they? I don't think they should, I, I, don't don't finish, I don't think the Champions League yeah. show it. But the thing is they said that when when that camera angle got released, that one that we that's been kind of put around on social media, mm. it clearly shows that Harry Kane, if you if you're being unbiased, you'd probably say Harry Kane's in line. But if you're looking at it like, you know, generally just looking at it, Harry Kane's slightly Behind the defender, you know his toes are slightly ahead yeah. of Kane's. You know, but if you're being unbiased, you'll say they're 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 neck and neck. Do you know what I mean? Or foot and foot, for want of a better word. Um, but 
they said that they didn't have access to all the the footage at the times. And I was just thinking, so what fucking good? Of, of, yeah. That's why it took so long. But what good are you? Of, it's a you know you haven't got access to the videos, but you're the video assistant referees. Like, and if you haven't got access to all the videos, you can't make the decision. Yeah, surely. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously, this is the, going back to the Premier League. But didn't Arsenal score a goal where? They thought Saka was offside in the build-up to it, but because they didn't have all the access to the camera angle, didn't show the precise moment when the ball left the defender's foot, they couldn't rule it out because they didn't have all the data and evidence to rule it out. I mean... It's that thing yeah. of, like, it took four minutes or however... I, I was having a, having a poo, like, when, when it was uh, when it was all unravelling. And I remember thinking, fucking get in, because I think Revy messaged and said, did we really just score a winner? And I was like, yeah, we did. And I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting for the full-time whistle to come in, and it's not yeah. coming in, it's not coming in. And then four minutes later, it says, they're still checking it. And I was like, oh, here we go. It's definitely going to get ruled out. Yeah. But I was thinking to myself... Did they spend four minutes looking at it? This is just, this is a legit thing that I, you know the way I look at. It. They spent four minutes looking at it. Did they find four minutes? Did they, did they look at it for four minutes to try and find a reason to give the goal, or try and find a reason to not give the goal? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it won't. Because it yeah. what? But you, the reason I'm saying that is because we talk about the clear and obvious thing. That's the thing that always comes up when we talk about VR. Clear and obvious. Clear and obvious. And. If, if if you're looking for a reason to give the goal, which you should always be looking for a reason to give the goal, because that's why we all watch football. That's why we, we all love the sport. And you should always be looking for a reason to give the goal. And if, if you're doing that, and it's and the referee hasn't made the clearance off his error there, which he didn't, and he gave the goal on the in 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 real, in real time, he, he awarded the goal. You they could have only been watching that for four minutes to try and find a reason to yeah. not give the goal. Yeah. yeah, and that's not me with a tinfoil hat on. I can't see any other way you'd spend so so much time looking at it, other than because it isn't clear and obvious. So you can look at that for thirty seconds and go, you know what? We haven't got access to all the footage. It, we can't see whether whether the ball's been played where Harry Kane is. But you know, it, it, Harry Kane looks like he might be on side. And you made the good point, didn't you? Like you can carry on jo- the. the- about the drawing of the lines. Oh, what well, Romero's <laughs> head meets the ball and they yeah. draw the line and they just bring it. You, you keep bringing it down as far as you want. How can yeah. they possibly know how high in the air he's jumped? Because yeah. that's, how, that's how you would work out the trajectory of his jump and how far he is off the floor and how far his head is from the floor. So that's how you yeah. bring the line down. I'm sure all the... It's all been worked out. All the trigonometry and all that fucking nonsense is worked out from the camera angles and the fucking pitch and the angle of... Do you know what I mean? But... Every ground is going to be different because every the cameras are set up differently in every stadium. Yeah. So the the, looks- the angles and the trigonometry has to be done. What for every? I don't know. I don't know if they're that. If I mean, I've got no idea how they how they work it work it all out. But that and it line, looked a bit pissed that line as well, didn't it? It did look pissed. <laughs> Who drew that? Fucking David Blunkett. Like it. It looked pissed. Yeah. It, it weren't. Pissed. It, it it weren't fucking straight. It weren't plumb, was it? Yeah, it kind of like they moved it a bit out a bit just so they could. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Uh, again, like this is it's, it's tin foil hat time, isn't it? But I think, uh, the thing with with VAR is it's not it's not fit for purpose really. And like we yeah we scored a ninety plus minute winner against Bournemouth on Saturday, and I couldn't really celebrate it because I was like, are we going to have this again? Yeah, like is it going to happen again? Where they just look look for any reason to disallow it that they can find, 
and it will just deflate me. And I, I just think football's better off without it. Really, it's getting to that point now where it's a serious conversation, isn't it? What? Yeah. Why? What? It, do we? Do we need this? It, we, we're talking about VAR more than we're talking about football matches every week. If it ain't Spurs, it's someone else. And it's funny when it goes against the team that you don't really like, which is you know most teams in the Premier League really. I, but when you see the one Callum Wilson scored uh, for Newcastle against us. Again, that's another one that's polarising opinion. I personally think it's a foul on the goalkeeper because anywhere else in the pitch, that would have been a foul. And if if, if uh, he would have got the Callum Wilson would have got there first, I think I said this last week, Lloris would have got sent off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that thing about, oh, he couldn't do nothing about it. He was, he, where could Callum Wilson have gone? It's like, it doesn't matter. Not It, it doesn't yeah. matter because not all fouls are done on purpose. It's, yeah. Do you know, yeah. not all fouls are cynical. Some fouls are just poor kind of timing and some fouls are just unlucky. Just you know, two players come together 50-50 and one player clatters the other one. They're not all, you know, I'm going to come and, and fucking chop you down and break your fucking legs. Um, but Callum Wilson is a, is a dirty player. He plays that way. He likes to ruffle the feathers of the goalkeeper mm. and the defence. The, the defense. But yeah, again, it's, it's two decisions in a week that have cost us, you know, whether we would have gone on to beat Newcastle in that game, I don't know. But we, you know, it was, still would have been nil-nil at that point, uh, and the game is game on. But on on the Champions League last week, that's that's a guaranteed group stage place, and yeah. however many millions in revenue and um, you know whatever the winnings are for getting through to the knockout stage, I don't know. But it's a, it's a it's a decent amount, you can imagine. Yeah, and you can um, imagine that if we don't get the result tomorrow. Uh, and, and the worst happens, we end up going to Europa League. Conte's war chest for yeah. January is going to be a lot fucking smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Levy's going to only green like two players, I reckon, if that happens. Maybe uh, one. Mate, I reckon. But, yeah. But Conte, but I'll go, you need to give me more money because we've not qualified for the Champions League. I need more money to get us back in there. <laughs> um, just going back to the Bournemouth game quickly. Um, apparently, we made 53 crosses in that game. Yeah. And we had about 400 corners as well, wasn't it? Something like that. Well, um, I, I, clearly we uh, we were well, we got the set piece coach, and he's he's obviously worked on 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 this sort of stuff. But um, but yeah, like I don't remember us ever really being a set piece team, and it's weird to see how good we are at it. I think we've scored the most in the league. We don't but, score but, score many direct free kicks though, do we? <laughs> nah, that's probably because. Uh, so I wanted to tell Harry Kane to stop taking him. Yeah it's, yeah, it's time, isn't it? Like, I mean, I think he's letting some other people have a go of him now. But for me, Son or Perisic, really, and maybe Dyer can chip in. I think Kane's at. Can, can, how, many, how many free kicks do you think Kane's had? Hundreds. Yeah, he's, he's def, he definitely gets like. I mean, he gets a fair crack at a whip. You know, I mean, he takes all the penalties uh, quite rightly because he's he's the nuts at it. But yeah, free kicks, Harry, mate. It's 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 not for you, mate. You're, that's the one thing I can say that you're not very good at. He needs to whatever he's doing. He needs to rip up his rule book when it comes to free kicks. And he needs to completely go back to the drawing board on free kicks, Harry Kane. But the thing is, like in, in training, he's probably scored them non-stop. But the thing is, like in the training pitch, like you know, it's all, all friendly. His mates are in the wall, and like we said, he's he's. He's playing against them, them metal fucking walls that that you know you think they move about in your bones. They 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 kind of no, simulate a real wall. No, they have got. I, and I, I, yeah, when we were talking about it earlier, I was surprised. Um, I'd be surprised if Tottenham don't have them, but there are walls like for training purposes. 
that actually the the players in the wall, the artificial wall, move up and down to try and simulate. But what they need to do then, they, what they need to do then, they need to get some sort of like PA system out there. Because in the rule in the rule game, all I can assume is that when Harry Kane's take, going to take his free kick, everyone in the wall's going, Harry, you're a cunt. <laughs> you fucking, you fucking knuckle-dragging fucking ape. And he's going, ooh, like that. And it's just getting, they're getting into his head. And that's what they need to do. They need to pump that kind of abuse out in a training yeah, pitch, just, call, just calling him a complete cunt. And all, all, no? Sorry, no, it just that's a bit Arteta territory, isn't it? That's a bit playing you never walk alone at training. All right, just don't Harry Kane take him, then we'll stick with that one then. But I think well, if something's putting some, him off. You need someone going to him, Gatorade, Gatorade. Just get him fucking hyped up like the water boy. All oh, right, I was literally I'm not understanding oh. what that reference was there. Yeah. Oh no, I can see you looking at me going, What the fuck are you talking about? Oh well. <laughs> Is he? Is that an endorsement that he's got on a sly, <laughs> taking a bit of fucking from backhanders, getting some fucking advertisement in there? Well, other other energy drinks are available. You do look a bit pumped today, man. By by, by the way, have you been fucking just slurping pure fucking like like touring <laughs> no, off no, camera? No, no, I've just I've had one bottle of Prony. I oh, feel right. a bit aggy. I don't know why. I feel a bit aggy. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Because, probably because you've got a cup final tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah maybe. very stressful game. Um, just on the back of that, this uh, we've only got a few minutes left. Um, shall we quickly go through Marseille? So it's difficult to say what what the starting eleven is going to be because of the injuries. I think there's a bit of a smoke and mirrors going on here. We saw Kulazeski training and warming up against um, Bournemouth, so he might be he might feature Romero. He was allegedly rested um, against Bournemouth. He wasn't injured. So, yeah. I mean, I think Richardson's probably still out. Um, but what, what would you want to see? Would you want to see a three-pronged attack or would you want to see two attackers and three midfielders, Rev? I think three-pronged. I think the way we've ended the last couple of games, if we could just sort of take that mentality into the start of the game, not concede first. I think I think we've ended it with a three up front. I think we just got to do it and just go for it and not be really scared and just fucking throw the ball at them. Can we lose and still go through? I don't know. I don't know about that permutation because I know we're, we're, goal difference is very good, is it? But yeah, I don't think any of the other teams' goal difference are any good as well. Mm. I think so if, I'm not sure about that. If we maybe if I like because if like if. Frankfurt beat Sporting, then Frankfurt will go top of the group. So, like, maybe if we both draw, or both, I think we yeah. both draw, we stay top. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so what do you think? Are you optimistic for, for it, Rev? Do you think we're going to win? Um, I saw Alex Sanchez come out today in uh, in the news and said he can't wait to end Spurs' Champions League dream. Oh, please, like, can I know Conte won't be there, but can someone put that up? And just use that to motivate our players and just yeah, why is this prick laughing at us? Like, let's finish them. Um, that they haven't won in they haven't won at home in 10 games, so it's not isn't not really comfortable there as well. I think oh, I think we're gonna get a draw, to be honest, and that'll see us through. Ramsey? I mean, I mean, I think the one thing that we may I mean we're not gonna have the opportunity to start slow because as Rev just said. They've not won in what ten at home, 
Um, and they need to they need to get a result. They need to beat us, don't they, to stand any chance of qualifying. So they're going to be coming out all guns blazing. So it might play into our hands on the counter in on this occasion, whereas other teams have tended to sit off us a little bit and allowed us to play slow, slow football. So we're not we're not going to get that opportunity. We're going to have to be on it and sharp from the I thought, off. I thought when we played them at home uh, last month, I thought they moved the ball around really well, to be fair to them. I thought out of all the teams we've played, and I know we've won a couple of... I mean, we've, done, we've, got, we've won one, drawn... Drawn, no, is it drawn one, one, drawn two, won one, lost one, isn't it? Yeah. And we we beat... Yeah, we beat Marseille and Frankfurt. Yeah, one, one two, drawn one, lost one. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what it is. But yeah, of all the teams, I thought they were the, uh, and I know they're bottom of the group and they're not playing particularly well in 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 the league. But I thought they were the best team we've played so far. And I think up until yeah. they had a man sent off, I thought they were, I thought they were probably the better team in in that game. And then they got a man sent off, and then we just kind of we peppered them. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit kind of, yeah, it's gonna be, it, it, it totally, it, it totally goes on the, the personnel really. If we if we've got a strong starting eleven, and I think. Um, and we we can we can contain them for a bit. Then I think I mean, we, we've got a chance. But I think if they if they get if they get an early goal, their tails are going to be up. And I think it's going to be a fucking hard night. I um, mean, I I play ultra defensive. Is a surprise. I would. I I'd play. <laughs> I sit in two banks in front. Just don't give anything away. And I, I think to, I think tomorrow night is going to be Sonny's night. I think they're going to be so pushed forward that looking to attack us, look, looking to get the ball in the back of the net, I think their wing-backs are going to be fully advanced, that there could be moments where Kane can actually get the ball turned. And I think there's going to be, if we can get the ball over the top, down the channels to Sun, I think we could, um, I think we could earn where are we watching it? Are we going to we going to go somewhere and watch it? I suppose we've got it's a big game, isn't it? You know, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's, the stakes are higher. It's a lot riding on this one. I think we should probably, you know, maybe go and enjoy it somewhere that's not on my front room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. good. All right. Well, I think on that one, it's a good way to to wrap it up. Unless uh, there's anything you guys want to say, Rev? Is anything you want to throw it throw out there? Nah, just fucking kill him. Kill, hate, whatever. Run, hate, kill. Whatever, yeah, just do it, man. Run, get it hate, done. Kill. Get it done. Kill. Let's beat Liverpool on, on the weekend. Yeah, then, we haven't spoken about that, have we? We haven't spoken about Liverpool, but I suppose we touched on it earlier. But um, yeah, thanks yeah. for thanks for listening. If you're if you're listening, and um, again, share share it around. Tell you, tell your friends about the pod and and um, leave a, leave a review and just yeah, do some come and get in touch with us and slag us off or call us dickheads or whatever you want to do just uh, we like any form of uh, interaction whether it's nice or whether it's horrible isn't that right love it absolutely love it yeah we love a bit of abuse as it's Halloween as well man why not fucking send some scary shit our way um, to be fair there's been enough scary shit sporting Spurs recently it's been very horrific at times um, cheers boys Um I'll speak to you in the morning, most probably. Let's and um, enjoy your enjoy the rest of your evening. This has you been uh, this has been episode sixteen.
Come on, you Spurs. Fucking hell.